Welcome to the Live in Love podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveinloveministries.com. Now, here's Jason and Amy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 8 of the Live in Love podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Carter, here with my husband, Jason. Hi, guys. And we are calling this podcast Risky Business. Yeah, taking some of you back to your days of the 80s, right? Yeah. It was a classic movie back in the day, for sure. But, you know, Jason and I recently were having a conversation with some friends, and we were struck by the fact that the statement was made in our conversation that they were a little nervous about setting goals or about taking risks because what if they failed and so as Jason and I started talking through that after we were alone together privately we got to just kind of talking about like how many of us live like that afraid to take a risk afraid to set a goal because we might not meet that goal or just kind of living out of a spirit of fear or worry that things might not go well. And the bottom line is God doesn't promise us that everything we do in life is going to succeed and everything that we pursue or we go after is going to be the the right thing for us. But I do believe that part of our journey and part of our walk with the Lord is trusting him, seeking his wisdom and his guidance and direction on things, but also being willing to step out in faith. And so that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So you right off the bat, Amy, you just hit the nail on the head. You said trust in the father. And so the bottom line is living with risk actually means living by faith. That's the whole deal. That's what faith is. Faith is a trust and it's not necessarily a trust guaranteeing that everything's going to go the way we think it's going to go. The goal of faith is not the elimination of risk. I think sometimes we think, you know, well, we have faith in God and we trust him. So therefore, we've eliminated all risk. And that's not really biblical, actually. I would argue that the greatest risk is actually not taking risk. Isn't that the parable of the talents? Right. So we, we see in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, I'm not going to read all that. But the basic parable goes like this. There are three servants, and their master gives each of them some of his fortune. And he said, I'm going away, and when I come back, I want you to have taken care of my money. So when he comes back, the first servant basically says, here, I've taken your money, and I've doubled it. And he's just thrilled. Master's thrilled. The second servant, same thing, a, a smaller amount, but he doubles it. He goes and he in, and risk it and invest it. Master is just thrilled. The last servant had gone and said, I, I took your money because I knew that you were shrewd with your money. I knew what kind of master you were, and I buried it, and here it is. He gave him every single bit, 100% of what he was given, he gave it back. And the master actually rebuked him, and it says in the scripture, it says that he was sent off to a place where there would be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I don't know exactly what that is, but it didn't sound real good. So I, I just think that's such an intriguing story. It's like he calls him a foolish servant. And and so you makes you wonder, like, he gave it all back to him. It's not like he lost any money. 
And I think the point of, of the whole thing that Jesus is telling this parable about is the fact that he played it safe, that, that the master did, didn't want him to bury it, like to do nothing with it. To him, that wasn't take care of my money. The way you take care of my money is go do something with it that may require risk of you and of my money, but yet when handled correctly and the risk is taken the way it's supposed to and handled the way it's supposed to, the bottom line is there's great reward that can come from that. So when you don't take risk, I don't think you're being obedient. According to the parable of the talents anyway, I think what Jesus is saying is I require you to step out and take some risk. Do things that without my intervention, you'll fall flat of your face. There's a quote by Mark Batterson that I just absolutely love in the book, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, which, by the way, it's a little plug for that book because it's a great book about risk. But he says this, Maybe risk is at the heart of righteousness. Maybe righteousness has less to do with not doing anything wrong and more to do with doing something right. Sometimes taking a calculated risk means giving up something good so you can experience something great. And I think so much of the time, the reason that we don't risk and the reason that we play it safe is just that. It's that we're, I mean, we're experiencing the good, right? I mean, we have good things. Everything's going wonderfully. But like on the other side of that, risk is actually great. And what God wants to give us is great. So I want to encourage people today, Amy, that like God calls you out as a child of God to trust him to to take a risk to say if he's put this in my heart yeah it could mean you fall flat of your face people could make fun of you you could lose money you could you know we can name a thousand different things everybody can think of all the things that could go wrong but what if it goes right yeah absolutely and, and the bottom line is you know we've all experienced anybody that's lived any life has experienced disappointment right we've stepped out we've taken a chance we've you know put our name in for a job or we've started a business or maybe it's from a spiritual standpoint we've said hey can I pray for you I believe God wants to heal you and maybe they did or maybe they didn't get healed but I, I think that's in the DNA of the Christian or let me say it's supposed to be in the DNA of the Christian and it's interesting because I think so many times we have such a messed up view of maybe who God is or who Jesus is because you know he's very calculated in how he does things but he's also a peacemaker and all that it makes me think of a scene from the Chronicles of Narnia and there's this scene where Susan is talking to Mr. Beaver if you've never seen Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia a bunch of animals talking to humans right and Mr. Beaver and Susan are talking and Susan asks Mr. Beaver about Aslan who's the lion in the movie or in the story, who's the Christ figure? And she she says, is he safe? Such a great answer, what Mr. Beaver says. He says, safe? No, but he is good. I just love that line because I think it is so the heart of Jesus. It is so the character and who God is. He's not safe. That's not That's not who he is in the sense of the way we live every day and what he calls us to. He doesn't call us to safety. But he is good, and he will walk the road with us. And he calls us to risk and put, put ourselves out there. I mean, you can read through the Bible. Anybody that he used mildly typically took great risk and didn't always go well for them. Yeah, I think the thing that keeps us from taking those risks sometimes is 
the fear of failure, the fear of making mistakes and, you know, what other people are going to think or if I'm going to be quote unquote successful along the way. And the bottom line is, if you know anything about any celebrity or person uh, who has been successful in their field, almost every time if you look at their story, if you hear their story, they'll tell you how many times they failed before they actually made it or before they were successful. Think about people like Michael Jordan, the basketball player. I think if I remember correctly, his story is that he got cut from his high school basketball team. And, yeah, and, that's, cr- and yeah. that's crazy even to think and about. And look, you know, he just, he didn't give up. He didn't quit. But, you know, he didn't let that fear of failure or fear of making a mistake keep him from pursuing the next level or his dream of playing basketball. Well, I mean, I even think, I mean, Tiger Woods just won the Masters. Like, right. like this past weekend, he wins the Masters, and we are all going crazy about it. But what's incredible about that is the fact that it's the first major, and he's won a tournament this year, but it's the first major he's won in a, over a decade. And he's had moral failure. He's had crazy, crazy physical problems where he even stated himself, I didn't know that I'd ever play again. I thought the game was over. and But he does come back. But really, probably considered definitely the most incredible golfer in the world in the last 20 years, maybe ever. We won't argue Jack Nicholas, but it was a risk of him coming back. It was a risk that I could come back and fall flat on my face and never be what I once was. But I'm going to step out and do what's in my heart to do and what I love to do. And because of that, now he's a five-time Masters champion. Makes me think of a, a story I read recently about an older lady who was asked what she would do, was actually, her name's Nadine Stair. She was 85 years old and asked what she would do if she had to live her life over again. And I'm just, I'm going to read this to you because I want to make sure I get her quote right. And I just think it's so, so good and speaks to really this topic that we're discussing here today. But she said, I'd make more mistakes next time. I'd relax. I would limber up. I would be sillier than I have been. I would take fewer things seriously. I would take more chances. I would climb more mountains and swim more rivers. I would eat more ice cream and less beans. <laughs> I would perhaps have more actual troubles, but I'd have fewer imaginary ones. You see, I'm one of those people who live sensibly and sanely hour after hour, day after day. Oh, I've had my moments, and if I had to do it over again, I'd have more of them. In fact, I'd try to have nothing else, just moments, one after another, instead of living so many years ahead of each day. I've been one of those persons who never goes anywhere without a thermometer, a hot water bottle, and a raincoat. Now you can tell she's 85. Yeah. (laughs) If I had to do it over again, I would travel lighter than I have. If I had my life to live over, I would start barefoot earlier in the spring and stay that way later in the fall. I would go to more dances. I would ride more merry-go-rounds. I would pick more daisies. Mm. I love that because she says, you know, I'd make more mistakes. Like, I'd get out there and do stuff, even if it was meant making a mistake, if it meant failing. Like, that's truly living and living life to the fullest, which is what we're commanded to do, you know. The scripture says, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Mm. That that's what Jesus wants for us. Absolutely. I think it's Mark Twain who actually said, 
that at the end of our lives, we're not going to regret all the things that we did that maybe we shouldn't have, but we're going to regret all the things that we didn't do. Right. I mean, that's, that's so true. I, I can look at it in my own life at 47 years old. Yeah. Are there some things I regret that I've done? Sure. But more than that, there are some things at 47. I'm like, man, I wish I'd have done that when I was 25. I wish I'd have started on that road, you know, cause I've lost those years. Like I can't get those back. And so I think it's important. And from a spiritual standpoint, you're safe. It's not to live in safety. That's not my point. But like to risk, actually, you're safe, especially from an eternal standpoint, because that's it's a principle of God. So Matthew 16 says, whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So what this is saying is that God has removed the eternal risk. Like if you're a a child of God, then he's taken away the risk of that. So therefore, the only risk that there is to take is temporal risk. That's the only risk. So the bottom line is when death is on the horizon, the bottom line is you know what you've got. Like you've got paradise. You've got eternity with him and should break the fear of temporal risk. Because what's the what's the worst that could happen? The very worst that could happen is you could die. Whatever the risk is. I don't I mean, we might be talking about something dangerous. When a Christian says from his heart to live as Christ and to die as gain, he's free to love and to live abundantly, no matter what, regardless of the risk, that's what he calls us to do. Christ calls us to risk for kingdom purposes. And almost every message of Americans consumerism says just the opposite. It says maximize security, maximize your comfort now, not not in heaven, but now. That's not that's not kingdom talk. Kingdom talk is risk. Step out, take a risk, take a chance, trust the heart of the Father and whatever He's called you to do and He's put in your heart to do because what He wants to do. Whether and it might be as simple as starting a business. It might be simple as asking someone, "Hey, can I pray for you?" Because I think God wants to heal you. It could be taking a leap and changing totally changing careers it's not about the career it's not about the job it's not about the business it's not about you know whether or not you know you're spiritual enough to go pray what it's about is god wants to use those things that he's put in your heart to change the world he's put those things in your heart for a reason those gifts and those talents in order for you to make an impact at a kingdom level and luke 12 4 through 5 says this i'm speaking to you as dear friends Don't be bluffed into silence or insincerity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you, but then what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body, and soul in his hands. And I think that that scripture is basically saying you need to be seeing life and living life through the lens of eternity not temporal things. That's good. It makes me think of the story of Esther. What a beautiful story that she was willing to step out there on behalf of her people. Mm. And what if she hadn't taken that risk? You know? Well, because her life was in danger. Yeah. I mean, an audience, asking for an audience for, with the king without his permission, especially being a female. Sure. Like that could have been death. Um, another example I think of is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. You know, stepping into the fiery furnace like... Talk about a step of faith. Talk about taking a risk. Like they were really trusting God to be who he said he was. Absolutely. 
Well, then you think about somebody like Paul. You know, we, we there's some Old Testament examples. There's tons of Old Testament examples. But then you look at Paul. I mean, this guy was like, he was brilliant. And he was admired among Jews for his knowledge of Scripture and, and his leadership. And he was killing Christians in a moment's notice. Jesus confronts him on the road. And he immediately begins doing the actual opposite. Like, all of a sudden... He could be the person that's going to get stoned to death. He could be the person that get a, could get in prison. Like he's got to face all those people that he's been leading down the road to kill Christians. Huge risk. Yeah, for sure. Well, so translating that into our day to day life, can see examples in the Bible, and you know, we hear from people who have lived their life say, "I wish I had taken more risk." What are some examples, Jason, that that you can think of that? that we can take and kind of apply this to our life, day-to-day life? Yeah, so I've mentioned a few, and I won't go into a lot of detail on those. You know, we've talked about career, um, stepping into your calling, as opposed to doing something that maybe is comfortable or safe. Finances, I think so many of us, we play it safe with our finances. Now, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I believe being good stewards of what we have is incredibly important. And I think that you know, that we need to do that. You know, we need to budget. But there's a difference between budgeting and being a, penny pincher in a tightwad you know like i'm not going to spend it on anything or i'm not going to risk it on anything you know mm-hmm. it's the old adage to make money you got to spend money yeah. which leads me down the road to giving and tithing because i think that's why some people don't give and tithe or maybe they don't give and tithe to a point that's uncomfortable because yeah. that type of giving is giving with faith if you're giving and it's just you know i know i can give a hundred and it's not going to really affect me yeah, yeah. it's going to affect me then are you really trusting that God will provide? Like, you know, I should give, you know, it's like the, the woman with the, you know, the widow with two mites, right? She gave everything she had. Uh, I don't think you should give your whole paycheck away. Yet on the other <laughs> hand, I think it, it goes, it comes back down to one thing. Are we living in wisdom and how we do those things? Are we living from a place of fear that, hey, if I do this, I'm fearful that I'll lose it all, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I think God's calling me that, or even though I know I'm supposed to give that or, you know, or having the spirit of generosity. Or, right. Yeah. Uh, even in even in the decisions you make, you know, relationships, that's another thing. What are you doing in your relationships? Are you communicating with your spouse? Or are you keeping the peace because it's easier that way? I mean, to me, that's risk. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's risky. I'll be honest. I'm sitting across the table here from, from my spouse, and I'm a peacemaker by nature. But there are times that I have to make decisions like, am I going to breach that conversation? Because I think it needs to happen. But I know when it happens, it's probably going to cause conflict. Mm. But what am I called to? Am I called to that risk to make my marriage better or to make my family better? Or do I avoid that and I just kind of calm the waters enough to get to the next moment or to the next day? So it's not just about money. It's just it's not all about, you know, those kind of things. It's also relationally. Those kind of risks may be the most important, actually. Yeah, so hopefully um, just kind of talking through some of this today has been an encouragement to you to think about what is it I need to take a risk on? Um, What is God calling me to? What uh, is keeping me from taking that risk? What is the obstacle that I'm dealing with in this area of calling that, that God has put on my life? Or in these particular areas, like Jason mentioned, relationships, finances, uh, career, whatever the case may be, like, we really want you to stop and think about that and pray about that. 
And actually, I have this beautiful prayer that was written by Sir Francis Drake that I would like to just kind of close the podcast with today because I think it's just perfect for this particular topic. And it's just kind of encompasses everything we've talked about today. So let me pray this over us. I'll just read it and you guys pray with us as you're listening. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little. When we arrive safely because we have sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord. When with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. Where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. Amen. Amen. That was that's incredible, Amy. I mean, that's I, I read those. I'm like, man, I'm convicted, yet I'm I'm still inspired. Right? I like to go and fulfill and do the things that, that God's put in my heart to do. Yeah, so we hope you guys have been inspired as well. And we just want to remind you that you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can always go to our Live and Love Ministries website, which is www.liveandloveministries.com. And we have something brand new Jason's going to tell you about. Yeah, absolutely. We just, this past week, actually the end of last week, launched our new app. When I say that, I don't mean appetizer, (laughs) even though I like appetizers. It's our new app, like, you know, that you can go get on your phone. So, yeah, so you can go get it, it, whether you're iOS or whether you're, um, you get your stuff on Google Play or whatever the case may be, if you're Android you can go to any of those and find those. Um, it's the Living Love Ministries. That's Living Love app is oh, okay. is what it, I think it is I in there. I think I looked up Living Love Ministries. Yeah, you can do it either way, yeah. but you'll find it and you'll, you'll see, see our, our logo. logo. <laughs> It'll be red. I think it's red and gray, gray maybe. Yeah. And um, and there's a m- number of things on there. We have there's some music that I've loaded on there, but also there's some videos of us speaking. There are all of our podcasts are on there. There's our schedule for when we're speaking and, and we're doing different events and trips and things of that nature. Uh, there's a few things that link to the website. You know, you can give from our app. You can go to our store and buy things from our app, like our book, Oaks and Ruins, or a T-shirt, or go and explore. We'll be adding and changing as time goes on, and God gives us new stuff to put on there. We'd just love for you to join that and, and let us know what you think about it. Yeah. So... Until next time, live well and love well. You've been listening to the Live and Love Podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com.